Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Whiplash Comics, and representing our very own podcast, Whipcast. This is a podcast for creative people, by creative people. Check it out. Hello, hello, hello. This is Kale Boudreau and... And Reed Lucier. And uh, we're back. We are freaking back. Uh, it is episode four of the Whipcast. Yeah. Um, so we're today, uh, we're short a guest. Uh, he, we got a last minute cancellation, but that's okay because you still got us lovely Mel's here. Stuck with us again. I know. What are they going to do? That's the hard part with the Tuesday podcast. Yeah, I think we're going to have to move it and probably move it to like somewhere where everyone can get access to it or whatnot. But um, yeah, so... Sorry about my voice, by the way. I had a weekend in Whistler, so my uh, my my throat's uh, a little strained, but we'll get through it. You went and partied it up. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, it was a friend's uh, it was a friend's birthday, so uh, we had his fortieth birthday, and things got a little weird. Ooh, That's the, where I'll leave it at. The big four zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we wanted to talk about today. Um, we have a little update for Van City outbreak. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while coming, but we've just sort of after the Kickstarter, just wanted to take a little breather, and you know we we've been putting a lot of our you know blood, sweat, and tears into it. So uh, we're we're at a point now where we're just going to distribute it online. So we're looking at like uh, what is it, Comicsology? Comicsology, yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Uh, we're looking around. We've we've talked to some local Facebook uh, comic groups. They had some great suggestions. Um, one of the ones. One one uh, suggestion I liked was a lot of people don't want to sign up for something, right? So if we were like, yeah, come check out Van City Outbreak and come on this website, and you're like, oh man, I gotta sign up and put all this stuff. I don't think people want that. <clears throat> I think um, I think you were saying Comicology is yeah. in partnership with Amazon. Yeah, and, and I don't think I know anyone that doesn't have an Amazon account. Right, it's simple. So you just <clears throat> connect your uh, Amazon account, and then you have access to all these digital comics. I mean. The thing is, I, at this point, I just want to get the comic out. Uh, we're going to charge a you know a really really fair price, and you're going to get a shit ton of content for uh, for a good price. So um, yeah, and we're going to put it out on there. So if you don't know what Comicsology is, uh, you can go. You buy comics for you know there's there's a lot of free ones. There's ones for dollar ninety nine and all the way up to whatever. But um, it's a great platform to uh, to really start building your comic base and. You know, trying to discover new indie artists and, and indie comics. And I think, yeah, having on Amazon is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, everyone has it. It's pretty easy to get. Um, did you say it's print on demand? So so it doesn't have to be like a, a PDF ebook version. It could be. Yeah, yeah. So from my understanding, um, you, they, they can do print on demand. They just take a, a nice cut out of it. and um, Those bastards. <laughs> well, they got the distribution, so. Yeah, that's a lot out of our, out of our hands. Yeah, was, yeah. At this point, man, I just want to, I just want to be out there. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of better. I guess because originally when we had uh, other print companies in mind, you know, they were going to be shipping. I don't know, five hundred, five hundred comics to us. Yeah. So we'd have to find room for it, and then we'd have to get it out there. We'd have and, inventory, and then. Yeah. It'd be up to us to, to sell it from there, but it, it's a better platform if, you know, they just print whatever people order. I just want it in my hands, finally. What's that? I just want it in my hands. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. tired of looking at the PDF. It's cool, but like like I said, once you, you see someone else that's done it, they put the work in it just like we did, and then they get their printed version, and you're like, oh, man. like. And that's the thing. It's a photographic comic, so we're not looking at traditional illustrated. It's it's a combination of you know composited images mm-hmm. with real people in these situations. So having a physical copy is the best way to consume that. So I was going to mention um, the next comic is going to be like like I said before. I don't know, probably like ninety five percent composited. Yeah. And there's a big trend going on in the photographer world right now with the three D photo. Oh, I saw that. You posted one, right? Yeah, so I tried yeah. it out real quickly, and it's it's pretty cool. Check um, it out on Reach page. It's a picture of uh, Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, yeah. Regina Morris came over, and we did a Harley Quinn shoot, and I just composited into some crazy background. And uh, it, it's pretty cool. A lot of photographers are doing it. Originally, uh, you could only do it if you had an iPhone, but now there's like a... 
Facebook 3D. Like if you go down to like and you want to post a photo, if you scroll down a bit, it's like post a 3D photo. How does it do it? So what you have to do is you get your original photo and then you have to take it into Photoshop and create a depth map. A depth a, map. A depth depth. Oh, depth map. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what that is... Um, Basically, it's kind of good if you already have a composite because everything's mostly cut out anyways. Mm. So if Regina, Regina, like Harley Quinn was like in the, the front, the foreground, you know, you make that white. So you just color completely white. Mm. And then the next one behind it, a little bit darker, a little bit darker until the back is like black. And that's, and then I guess you make them both into PNG and you toss it into uh, Facebook, the 3D photo aspect. And it just puts it together for you. Wow. So I, I was like posting two. I'm like, how are they going to figure this out? And I, I just did a quick one. I just wanted to test it out, see if it works. Because and it looks cool. Like, I like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, me and you were talking about how we're going to make this next comic a little bit more different than most comics. Right. Besides the fact that it's real actors and cool composites. And yeah. it's not illustrated. That's, you know, a whole thing on its own. But we always wanted to make some sort of like an AR aspect or, you know, I always had had the idea of like, I don't know, maybe scan something at the bottom of the page. Like a QRC code? Yeah. And then like it'll pop up kind of like that 3D photo thing or whatever. I don't know. Something that's going to like make it come a little bit more alive. Yeah. Has there, is there a lot of people doing that? The 3D thing? Yeah. Or just incorporating their comics with the QRC codes to get that um, <clears throat> augmented reality feature. I don't think so. We should get on it. Yeah, I know. Like, we're I think that'd be to... cool. Like, so you you have your book. There's a little code at the bottom. All you got to do is just put your phone to it, and then you know you can see that same photo, but come alive. You know, someone shooting a gun. You can see the smoke come up and, and the blast. Or yeah, yeah. So um, actually, I downloaded this tutorial, and it's actually the same type of thing. Well, it's better, I guess, because this guy he does a whole 3D scene in a 3D program and then he also like digitally paints parts of it so I haven't watched it yet I keep putting it off because it seems like it's going to be like a huge task right and I'm like man when can I set aside enough time for this but um, yeah if you look at it it's the same thing you, you scroll around except this is like an actual 3D scene mm. and I'm like that would be really freaking cool are we talking like you can just look around the whole thing because it's, From what uh, I see in the 3D photos, you can go up and down, but it just changes the perception of that photo. Yeah, this one, it goes a little bit farther. I, oh, think. So you, I don't okay. think it's a full 360, but um, I don't know. Either way, it looks pretty cool, and I saw it, and I'm like, whoa, people can do this now? Like, hmm. I love the people that just come up with this crazy shit. Yeah. And then they're like, yo, you can do this. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Like. So, I mean, like, and it's, it works out pretty good because our backgrounds are going to be 3D. Yeah. Most of them, anyways. So, how cool would it be if I had, like, a car scene? Because we're going to have a car chase. We've already told you that, so I'm not really giving anything away here. Um, and just, like, a quick 3D, I don't know, view of it or something. Yeah, just seeing, like, one of the cars crash or something or, like, yeah. them chasing each other. So, it wouldn't be, like, every page that would kill me, but... Yeah, you know, I've been I feel like it'd just, just be for like there. maybe just for like the uh, maybe big action scenes, like or like yeah, we'll have yeah, like, like these the like, explosion or yeah, it'd be kind of cool to get some three D blood in your face. I mean, we can get <laughs> like say we have twenty four pages, we can maybe do like five to ten of them like that or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that I'll, be I'll see how it works. I mean, like I said, I haven't even prevised this whole thing yet. Yeah, and it's gonna be difficult to establish how the 3d background is going to work because it's kind of like i just kind of take like a render of it and then i bring in the photoshop so i'm wondering i don't know i'll figure it out whatever but it's gonna be fucking cool i've been looking at some grants and actually they have um, some really great grants around vancouver mm-hmm. but uh there's one of them that uh, specifically does ar technology so if we have any sort of ar aspect to it then they'll they'll be more likely to fund us well we'll probably need ar yeah. Just so you can view that 3D thing. Yeah, yeah. Like so a, that like any a sort PDF of extension of your project that has AR, um, they'll invest in that. Well, I guess we gotta look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we gotta we gotta get a solid concrete of what we're how we're gonna do it. But yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I think um, I especially mean, if no one's doing it, like 
I feel like it, it's just the technology is there and it's it's so easy to implement into something like comics. Um, but obviously, it's probably harder to do an illustrated animation than, I don't know, maybe their 3D. They'll be able to do the 3D thing. Yeah. Like that Harley Quinn I was, was talking about. Right. That wouldn't be too hard to do. I've already seen it a couple of times. I thought it's like the, the big craze right now in the photography world. Everyone's doing it now. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm starting to see it more, actually. Um, yeah, within the last week, I just saw a few of them, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, some are really good. I saw a Wicked Game of Thrones one. Had the, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I should spoil much. Even though this is from last season. Anyways, he had the uh, the ice wall coming down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the dragons, and he had, like, the... Uh, Who's the dude? Night King. The Night King, yeah. Like a big picture of the Night King. He did a really good job. My God, that guy killed it, man. And like yeah. I said, like that could be the next thing. You know? I think so. I mean, or just a crazy trend for a bit. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it's, I think the biggest thing for us, like I just want us to try new things. Like I want us to try every sort of avenue of being able to create and, and do something that people aren't doing very often. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's something we should try. Like, we're we're still looking to get into VR movies, so we're we're still planning to do something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. More grants for that too. Yeah, I mean that one. <clears throat> that one we can just do like a little ten minute sort of demo video. Yeah. And maybe just get the equipment and just you know take a few people and go shoot it. I would love it, man. Yeah, yeah. I did some testing with it uh, before, and uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. But uh, I would like to try it. So I got a question for you, man. What's up? <clears throat> I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I'm scared. You should be. Over the weekend, I had a... This is going to sound kind of woo-woo, but I had a Reiki session. A Reiki session? Yes. Have you done Reiki? Like with the crystals? Uh, it's sort of crystals, yeah, and oils and all kinds of stuff like that. I don't fully understand it. Um, I've had it, it sort of explained to me one time, but I don't fully get it so yeah it's it's tough to wrap your head around if you're not into that kind of scene so i'm getting more into that kind of stuff it's pretty cool um uh, my girlfriend her friend uh needed headshots so i'm like okay like i'll do your headshots and you do a reiki session right mm -hmm. and it's pretty interesting um you just kind of lie there and i don't know the whole thing i, I don't want to sound like ignorant or anything mm -hmm. but you can kind of connect to your your soul and your spirit and See what's going on and all that stuff. So, so are they dangling the crystal around and then it's like sort of going in a circle? And... Uh, I know she put a couple of crystals on my chest. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I had my eyes closed most of the time. Mm. But I know she was kind of like waving some bad energy off me and like grabbing it and then throwing it behind. And it's really weird, man. Yeah. But, um, um, did yeah. you feel anything? Did you? You know, afterwards I felt were really your good. Chakras rooted. Yeah, I think so. She said my throat chakra was messed up a bit. Um, I was out of alignment. So apparently, like if this is me, like if you guys are looking at me, I'm kind of like my arms out in a T pose. Mm -hmm. My soul was like crooked. Oh. And she's like, "Yeah, you got problems with your shoulders." I'm like, "Yeah, man, my shoulders suck." <laughs> like, like they hurt. It's all interesting the that they would know that without any. Formal... Never mentioned my shoulders in my life. Right. She's like, yeah, that must be it. She's like, this is going to sound kind of weird, but your body has like muscle memory, right? So if I've ever injured my shoulders, my body can still remember that. Mm. And I was just out of alignment. She's like, I brought you back. And it's weird because I went to the gym this morning and I did shoulders and they weren't hurting. Oh. I don't yeah, know if there's... that's a placebo effect. Maybe the whole thing is placebo effect. I don't know, man. But I mean, like my shoulders have sucked. Well, the thing years, about placebo man. is whether whether it's real or not. If you're if you're seeing results from it, I mean, if your brain's telling you that it's you're getting results and you're getting results, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. So, anyways, my question is uh, near the end of it, like she goes gives you a whole assessment afterwards. Her name is Joss Martinez, by the way. She's in Vancouver. Uh, check it out. It's pretty awesome. I felt really, 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 really good afterwards. Anyways, my question is. At the end, she's like, what's your, like, ideal day type thing? Because she knows I work three days a week, and my ideal day is, like, not to work for anybody except yeah. for myself or whatever. And I was trying to think of it, and I was going to ask you what, what your ideal day would be. An ideal day? 
Um, my ideal day would have to involve um, obviously some good food. Um, so, you know, <laughs> think about your three favorite meals and eat those in, throughout the day. Um, but beyond that, um, I, I, I like to feel accomplished in my day. So an ideal day for me would to, to be able to exercise the mind, body, and soul, essentially. So right. if you're able to get up in the morning and get a good workout in, you know, really good cardio, that really sets the pace for your day and you're going to feel a lot better. Um, then beyond that, uh, you want to do a little uh, meditation, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Um, that's really, really good for your soul. Yeah. Finally, uh, the mind. Uh, so that's where the writing comes in. Uh, I, you know, I like to write short stories or I'll, I'll write scripts. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to get some creative projects, you know, moving. So by the end of the day... You look back and uh, you feel a deep satisfaction because you've done right for your body. You've, uh, you know, you've, you've gotten closer to your creative goals and uh, you're a little more, uh, a little more energized. So to me, that's an ideal day because um, then you, you feel at your best. Yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree. That was kind of half my day, too. So I was thinking, because you're like, OK, tell me, like, explain your full day type thing. So same thing. I'm like, OK, if I get up early, go to the gym. It's like, I never thought I'd be like an early morning gym guy, but I've been doing it for the last couple of years now and it just starts your day off so much better. Yeah. Like it's so good. And then they come back and take care of the kid and get her going to school. And I, and I love taking my kid to school. Right. Like, I don't know why it's something I've always wanted to do. I get to drop her off and say goodbye, say hi to her little friends and stuff. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, it's always good to, you know, if you don't have a job. You got that time to do that. You're not rushing. You're not like, oh, I can't drop the kid off because I got to get to work and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, and same thing. Like, I want to go and create something during the, you know, daytime hours. So I'm like, what? And she says, you got to be perfectly clear. So it can't be like, yeah, maybe I'll go home and work on Photoshop or something. It's going to be like, maybe we got like a whip cast or, sorry, whiplash uh, whip cast. studio. Oh. So we have I our like own that. studio. So I kind of picture them. I'm like, okay. So I walk into this studio atmosphere. Kale's already there. He's already done his workout. We got a little room for a podcast or a meeting room slash podcast room. We got some computers set up for us to do our work and maybe some other people if we have more people on the team yeah. doing their work. And then in the back, we got like a studio to shoot photos. And I'm like, man, that'd be fucking sweet, man. It'd be awesome. And it wouldn't be something that you're really tied down to. So if I don't want to go to the studio that day, like whatever, I don't have to go. Yeah. You know, I want to stay home and work on my stuff or mm -hmm. I don't want to be obligated to be somewhere. That's yeah. what drives me nuts. And yeah, so I was just kind of thinking that I'm like, it's got to be perfectly clear. You realize that's like, I mean, I really think that um, if you're not, some people are, are, are meant to do certain things and you, you got to like really follow what you're passionate about or else you're not going to be happy. And I found that out the hard way because I was, you know, I was doing a lot of different things because I thought I should be doing them. Um, but it, I just ended up being miserable. And then, you know, I'd, I'd step away and focus on, you know, more of the creative side of things. And I found, you know, my quality of life just improved so much. Um, I mean, some brains are just wired certain ways. There's other people who are not very creative, but they're very smart, at, like analytical things. Yeah. Um, yep. So they can, they can, you know, clear the books of an account or... Uh, you know, they can remember a, a whole laundry list of things and they feel satisfaction from checking off that list and, and, you know, getting all that done. I mean, we're all, that's the way the world works. We all got to be wired a certain way and we got to follow that wiring or else uh, it's a disconnect. Yeah. And I'm actually seeing that so much more now. I mean, so many more people I know are like, man, I'm, I'm done the same job since after college. Right. And I'm, I'm tired of this. I did it because I thought I had to do it. Yeah. And now, whatever, I'm going to do this. And they're doing it sooner because most people wait till they retire. And they're like, I'm going to do my painting now. Right. Or I'm going to pick up a camera. Or I'm going to do my writing. And like, you got a whole fucking lifetime to do that. Yeah. And you wait until retirement, which is still fine. Like, it's good you're doing it. Yeah, it's something to like, do. But <clears throat> if you're really passionate about it, yeah, like you should, you should get on it sooner. So, yeah, that was my question for you, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel that with, uh, I made that mistake with, with drawing. I, I recently got back into it and just learning the technical side of things. So when I was younger, I used to actually be a pretty good drawer. And my my mother, uh, Loretta Boudreaux, she, she signed me up to some uh, animation classes. 
So I went to oh, the National cool. Film Board uh, of Canada and learned how to do animation, did a little bit of myself like back when I was a kid. Um, how old were you? I was 10, 11, something like that. That's pretty good. I was super young. Uh, but, you know, there's a little bit of talent there, but I just dropped it because um, suddenly it came down to learning the actual uh, foundations of drawing, uh, proportions, perspective, um, you know, like learning the anatomy so you you don't have a giant head and a small body and like and yeah, arms. Yeah. Um, being able to do dynamic poses, like all that stuff requires a big degree of um, understanding of the art. And I didn't want to go past that. I was just making silly pictures for my friends. So yeah, um, I got into writing after that. And then I just got so deep into writing. I didn't think I can do both. But I've always wanted to be a, a drawer. So, so you're back. Yeah. You're doing it. I, I just finally said, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to learn. And if I'm not going to be the greatest, whatever, I want to learn so I can be able to tell the stories I want to tell through, you know, and not have to wait on anyone or, you know, I'll just go and do it. I'll draw it and write it. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny because I used to draw a lot too when I was a kid. I, uh, I tried to be pretty good at it, but man, it was, it was always frustrating because I had a, one of my best friends was like, so fucking good. Yeah. He'd be like, yo, check out this Ninja Turtle. And he drew it. And it looks just like the Ninja Turtle from the movies. And the movies came out, man. I'm like, damn, man. I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck do you do that? Like, I'm like, are people just naturally born with this? Or like, how come I can't do it that good? And it's frustrating. But we used to, I don't know, our stuff was pretty stupid back then. We used to do like these little ninja ones. So we'd like create this whole scene with like spikes and stuff and like ninjas uppercutting other ninjas into spikes and like it was pretty gruesome stuff yeah <laughs> yeah ninjas getting run over by tanks and then then i got into flip books and i did stick people i've always loved those kicking the crap out of each other and like i, I think i'm pretty sure i still got a whole box of them back home mm-hmm. every time i go home to go visit back in ontario i go down there and i flip through them yeah <laughs> my teeth are so funny i'm like i don't want to throw them out yeah it's so weird there's probably like 50 of them and you just flip through it and stick figures just beating the crap out of each other and <laughs> blood flying everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I was definitely like a Mortal Kombat kid back then. Like, you need the blood splattering everywhere. And, yeah, oh, it's, uh, I want to go back to that because, like, I've met some people who just get it. Like, I, I've always admired those people who can draw, but just from memory and then they can create this, like, insane, insane, um, like world with it stuff that like i can't even picture even if it, like i took acid or something like yeah. so uh my friend uh havoc downs he's a he's an artist that i used to work with and i've always like his his paintings are absolutely just mind-bending like it has like these like women with like three eyes and then they're in this weird trippy colorful background the oh, lines man. are so perfect and like it's stuff that you can you can't even think of yourself like it's just you don't know yeah. And he, he's just natural at it. Like, Does he take DMT? It, look, it would look like it. I <laughs> yeah. mean, geez. You should check out his work. Uh, search Havoc Downs. Uh, H-A-V-O-K-D-O-W-E-N-S. No. D-O-W-N-E-S. Cool. But uh, yeah, man. Just some people got it. But also I've learned, which um, if you want to get into drawing, you don't have to be like talented at it. You just go through those tutorials and like follow them and practice and you can get there too but yeah the people that can just draw stuff from scratch like boggles my mind like when i used to draw i would copy a picture yeah not trace it i'd look at it and go and go back and forth do it do it do it yeah i used to draw lamborghini countach all the time that was my childhood dream car no <laughs> nice yeah um but yeah like the people are like yeah i'm just gonna draw i don't know some woman sitting on a bench whatever and they got the perspective and everything how the hell did you do that like yeah off the top of your head perspective perspective drawing is really interesting to me so uh you basically put like a center point so like one point on your page and then you're basically using that as a perspective for say if you're doing a cityscape you're drawing every building pointing towards that one point on the thing so it gives it that depth yeah the vanishing point yeah so i think that's pretty interesting i've been toying around with that and I posted a little picture online and people were like, oh, that's pretty cool. Hey, man. But like, you gotta do I, it, right? You got to understand, like, when I drew that, I, I looked down at it after following the tutorials and whatnot. I was like, what the hell? I drew this? 
Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no way in hell I could have done this last week. Yeah. So that's so, good. Yeah. Like, I've already seen the progress in your photo or your drawings. Yeah. It's, you it's, posted like one really earlier. I think it was like a face or something. A face? Yeah. Yeah. And then like the next one was like an action hero one. I'm like, oh yeah. He's starting to get in the shading and all that kind of stuff in there. Shading's and, the hardest, man. Understanding yeah. light is like something I, I'm trying to learn more, but um, yeah, I don't. It's tough because like, you're going from a certain angle and then you got to consider like every groove and bump on the body. Yeah. So. Yeah. The people that nail that in their digital paintings and stuff. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, also, amazing. like realism is insane. Yeah. So you can spend an hour just just doing an eye and it will you can either make it look really basic or you can make it look like a real eye. But it takes like certain pressures of shading throughout the like iris and then you need to have your light reflections in it and then you need to do like your just the cornea like it's throughout i don't know it's crazy but i saw a tutorial it took like about like half an hour to get a fully detailed eye that's pretty good half an hour yeah well this guy was a pro it'd probably take me a lot longer well yeah when you're watching it yeah so what's what's your final destination with this you want to keep doing hand drawing would you think you'd move to the digital drawing at one point i'd like to move to digital um i'm just trying to get my basics down and then i'll buy i'll well invest in a tablet um but yeah i'd like i'd like to learn to get fast enough so we can start making web comics you yeah. know and then we can start a patreon so we can maybe just do like monthly comics release them and then start a patreon and use that to fund more projects yeah. So it'd sweet. just be like one leg of our, our comics. Yeah. And those are something like you can do like a page and then, you know, make it something funny and snappy. I'd write it, draw it, we put it up. And... Yeah. Because I've seen some of the web comics out there, you know, like you, you don't have to be the greatest artist in the world. I mean, some of these guys are pretty amateur, but they they got quite a following because they wrote something cool and, you know, they put their heart and soul into it and people appreciate it. Yeah. So have you seen many Patreons with artists? Um, yeah, I've seen a couple. Um, yeah, I've seen one with a webcomic, and he tries to release one every you know week. Um, they're very short. Been, like, yeah. Very short, like maybe like four or five panels. Yeah. But uh, if you know, I can probably write and because I was trying to do some panel drawings <clears> and I, I got through like a page in like a day. So. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like I said, I, I'm signed up with one Patreon with these one guys that do comics. I think they're working on a video game. And it's I'm always wondering, like, I've always thought about if we did one, like, yeah. what what do we put out? Because originally when I found out a Patreon, it's through models. Models like to do a bunch of nude shoots and yeah. charge monthly for those ones. Yeah. They'll throw all the teaser ones on their Instagram and stuff like that. Like, oh, swipe up if you want, like, the Patreon or whatever. And, uh, well, we don't have the bots for that, so that's not no, the route we can take. No. That's not going to work very well. They'll probably want their money back. <laughs> no one's going to want to see us nude, trust me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm like, how many artists do this? Like, how can they, you know, like, what do we have to put out to do that? And, uh, yeah, I think we should look more into that because if you put out some web comics, maybe I'll put out a couple composites or something cool. There you go. Keep people uh, in the loop. Plus the podcast, so I know uh, Tiger Belly has uh, it's with Bobby Lee. They they have their own Patreon, and they basically, you know, they'll shout out their listeners or something, or people will donate, and they incorporate oh, cool. that in the podcast. So I mean, that's always something as well. And that's all they do is a podcast. Yeah, I mean, they have a great podcast, but they got a really really loyal following. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good to know. So I mean, there's so many ways you can do it. I think it's just the biggest thing is content. You need mm-hmm. to offer something for these people to, to be donating and becoming a fan. Yeah, and I think that's possible. I mean, you know, it's a monthly subscription, so you get a few things out during the month. Yeah. If we're working on comics, behind-the-scenes stuff, um, tutorials. Imagine this. Like, if you're the top you know, donor, you reach the top tier of donations, you know, you can incorporate them in a composite. So maybe they could, Yeah. the highest donors can send um i don't know they'll send a picture of themselves you can pause it to them maybe i draw them in a comic or something yeah that'd be like ideal yeah these are the things they're gonna get us out of those jobs man (laughs) and we'll be doing this all day yeah yeah well that's the thing i mean it's just i'd still be working too and 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 still want to do all this it's 
It's just uh, something fun that you can do on the side, and it's, it, it scratches that creative itch. Yeah, they need that. Yeah. I mean, okay, you, you still want to do jobs, too? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'd like to uh, continue in, like, video games and, and, and do some cool stuff with marketing in there. So Yeah, that's um, true. Because I'm also a gamer at heart, and that's just an industry I love. You know what's funny about that is I was talking to someone and they're like, um, they're like, yeah, you you gotta go back and remember, you know, the time when you used to do something all the time and it's fun and now it feels like it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. And the thing that came up to me was video games. I'm like, I used to love video games. I'm so out of the loop now, man. And uh, yeah, so it inspired me to like just go out, and play some video games guilt-free right yeah because to me i'm always like oh no like i gotta be doing something and getting better and better and then you stress yourself out and so i got a ps4 last week did you yeah a guy from work just sold it to me nice yeah it was a pretty sweet deal man it was like 250 bucks he had like eight games a controller plus he has like freaking a dozen games downloaded on it too i'm like whoa so are you gonna get the vr i don't know if i'll get the vr i gotta see I think I, I I gotta see what's out there for VR. It's come a long way. Like if this was probably like a year ago, I'd say not to. But since then, they've had uh, Borderlands Two come out in VR. They have like No Man's Sky coming out with an update in VR. Um, they have you know there's Resident Evil Seven, which is always a good time. Yeah. Um, and they got a lot more games coming out. It's just I think it's hitting its stride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people are getting into it now yeah the psvr uh the resolution's a little lower um but it's still enough to trick your brain like i i i don't see i don't really notice it that much once you're inside the game yeah but it's obviously not your if you get the oculus it's obviously going to be a lot better the htc vibe but yeah that'd be pretty sweet too yeah i'd like to get a computer rig to to get one of those yeah, I got to think about that. Well, one of the other things that I really wanted to get it for is I found out there's a new Burnout game. Is there? It's not actually called Burnout, though. It's like from some of the dudes that made it. Right. They went off and did it. So it's called like Dangerous Driving. Mm. I'm like, what? Burnout, man? That was like my favorite game forever. And My yeah, fiance so I, and I have been I uh, that. playing uh, Cuphead. <laughs> What's that? So uh, we got a Nintendo Switch. A Cuphead's this, uh, it's like, made by a Canadian developer. And they, uh, it's... Honestly, one of the most creative and cool games I've ever seen. It's just a simple platform where you're shooting uh, old 50s cartoon style like bosses. Yeah. And so it's probably one of the hardest games we've ever played. So it looks very cartoonish, but it's yeah. definitely like not for kids. Like, really? Just because it's so difficult. The difficulty level, like they do a counter of how many times you died and we're not even halfway through the game. We've died 610 times. Damn. <laughs> but it's like one of those games that you're gonna lose you're gonna die 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 but when you finally hit that run and you beat the the boss like you get that sense of accomplishment yeah you're jumping up screaming yeah it's uh it's a really good game i like those type of games because um i also try to see it from the lens of like storytelling and, and you know just being creative and like the, some of those games are just really well told like very interesting bosses and you'd, you'd never think of stuff like that so yeah yeah i I, I try, like, being a writer, I try to, like, look at everything through a different lens. So if I'm watching a movie, I leave, like, the subtitles on because I want to see how the script looks. Because I'm like, oh, okay, this is how dialogue is effective, you know, written out. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good point. I find it helps me uh, just kind of see if my writing is sort of on the same wavelength or if it's, yeah, you know, yeah. if I'm missing the mark. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that because uh, I applied for a grant for a zombie movie been my dream to uh put out zombie content in every form so we started with the comic i want to do a vr movie i want to do a short film um yeah and uh so it's called outpost negan um the co-director is my friend from winnipeg ryan mcdonald he plays uh fallout on um uh, the flash oh, cool. cw yeah he's uh he's like this big toxic villain but he's got a very good understanding of the industry yeah. So I would sort of uh, rely on him to kind of guide me through it. I'm doing lots of background work um, on, you know, uh, full length movies as well as comedy pilots. You were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got one coming up as well. I don't know if I can say anything about it, but 
uh, yeah, it's, I'm just trying to learn the ins and out of the industry. I don't want to be an actor, but I want to be behind the camera. So I'm just soaking it all in and trying to put it towards a short film, hopefully. Nice. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet, man. Well, I think Van City Outbreak really helps, you know, in the production side of it, like, because we had to understand call sheets. We had to understand how to organize all the actors and makeup artists. And, yeah. you know, we fumbled around. We had to figure it out. But, you know, location scouting, things like that. Yeah. So I want to use all that that I learned and put it towards a short film. That's how it works, man. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, even with, like, photos, right? I just kind of figured, oh, yeah, so... I've done photos on location, so I know how to light it, and that's why it worked so well in the comic book, and I could do it so fast, yeah, and all that. Um, yeah, just step by step, I guess, dude. Yeah. Just a matter of time before you get into the video. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't <clears throat> And I, I'm trying to, like, envision <coughs> how it would look in my head, but I, in, in the process of filmmaking, I always wonder, like, if the director has a vision of how it looks, and it looks like a movie in their head. But then when it gets shot, it turns into this like complete disaster. So I'm just scared it's not like that. Because in my head, the movie that I have from the script that I wrote is like, I would love it. But it's like, I don't know how that's going to translate when we actually shoot it. When It's going through someone else's eyes, right? Yeah. Plus the location I have in my head is just some location that I've just designed in my head. But to find that same location is going to be tough. Right, right. Yeah, that's tough. I think it's going to be a, a lot of communication between you and the director. Yeah. And I think that's where it helps. I mean... we got to get you on set, too. Do some photos. Maybe we'll do a little like behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm totally down for that, man. Maybe it would be a good way for you to like sort of learn how to do it, too, if we film like Yeah, VR I kind of want to shadow him a bit, too. Yeah. I'll meet him and just see how he does it, because I think that would be a pretty fun project for to do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I... I haven't put much thought into directing something, but... Man. You've done so many photo shoots, I mean... Yeah, I'm always directing people, right? Yeah. When, and shoots and that, so it, I don't think it'd be too far off with video. Right. And the same thing, you got to visualize it first. So you'd be like, okay, I want this angle, only this time it's not going to be a still shot. It's going to be like, okay, I want to go from the ground up to there, or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I could totally see that happening. Yeah, man. I mean... That's, That's with VR. I want to do the VR first. VR is sweet. I would love to try that. And I, want I, think see, be... I want to see how that works first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a little bit. I think we talked about it last episode. It's, it's really... Uh, it's Wait, different. is that one going to be VR? No. no. Oh, okay. This one, I just want a, a straight-up short film, that runtime of like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I hope it's around 10 minutes. I think it should be. But uh, yeah, um, I, I wrote the script with a small budget in mind. So it's got one central location, follows a character who's guarding an outpost and he sort of vets people in based on, you know, their demeanor. So have you seen um, Papers, Please, the short film? Or played the game Papers, Please? No. So Papers, Please is basically a game where there's a guy, you have a passport office to like some fake town. And so people walk in and you have to judge their facial expressions and decide whether to stamp their passport or, or send them out. Really? But if you let in the wrong people, they become terrorists, they'll bomb your town or whatever. It's a really, <laughs> really fun game, but they made a short film out of it. So I, I suggest you watch it. It's on um, YouTube. It's really good. They but, made a short yeah. film out of it? Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's a popular nice. game. It's such a such an interesting uh, concept. But I'm basically book making that uh, a central, basically that in like a zombie world. Yeah. So he's letting people into the settlement. He's got to figure them out. So for instance, there's maybe bandits... Um, acting like regular people trying to scout out if they can steal from them yeah. you can see through it or um there's a desperate husband and wife trying to get food so they try to rob him but he sees that they're desperate and they're not just bad people yeah yeah so that kind of thing um i'd be terrible at that my biggest thing is i just don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i give everyone the benefit of the doubt and it ends up stinging me in the ass sometimes yeah i i never wanted to make like a very campy zombie movie you know like where the zombies are the main character and they go, oh, zombies, what are we going to do? And like the, yeah. it's like you got the, what are you got the promiscuous teens that are having sex in the field and then the zombies, like, yeah, it's all been done before. So yeah, I like this one to be character focused and uh, really gritty. It'll be like a mix of Papers, Please and The Road. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping that gets uh, 
gets funded. When do you think I'll do that? Uh, well, I just applied for a grant. I got another one that I'm working on right now. Yeah. Um, so it really depends. Uh, if I can get one grant, I can leverage that to get more money with another grant. Because um, that's how it works usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from there, like I already have somewhat of the cast figured out. I'd like to use some people from Van City Outbreak, uh, get them in as characters. Uh, we had our first guest, Brene um, Rabora. He's. Uh, I'd like to have him as like a one of the bandits. Yeah. Yeah, he would fit that pretty well. I know, right? And there's a scene yeah. where uh, there is some action, so he can put some of this oh, his yeah. combat training to work. Yeah, I think shooting an action scene would be pretty fun. Yeah, actually, we had um, at the mocap studio I work at, we had the guy that played Kratos come in. Oh, sweet! Yeah, what? and he did like a whole chat. I got in the I got in the mocap suit with him, and we like did a quick little scene from God of War Four, like the new one. I think it's a new one. Yeah. This boy, yeah, um, yeah, he's he's been doing stunts for like eighteen years, so it's kind of funny. He got discovered because um, he's just doing like YouTube type videos. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it was YouTube at the time. Just doing action moves with his buddies in like a backyard or something like that, mm. and then like people doing, I don't know if it was like action movies or action animation or something, were finding him online to kind of like see how. You know, the moves were done correctly. Right. And they're like, man, why Why don't we just hire this dude to come in instead of just copying him, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then all of a sudden he's just like, he's blowing up, man. He's doing Kratos. And How do you go from just doing moves with your buddies to being the god of war? That's the funny thing about it, man. I don't know. But, um, yeah, like, man, he was like throwing punches and roundhouse kicks. And I'm like, Jesus. Oh. Knock your head right off, man. I'm like. Yeah, that's definitely at least 18 years experience right there. Like, Jeez. just the way he steps into a punch, like my shoulder would probably just pop out. But yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's really cool seeing that stuff. So, and it, he even talks about, um, well, he talks about doing stunts for animation and like just the new technology that's coming out. Like we're doing, we, we work with Unreal Engine and we do real time. Mm. So when the actors are out there doing their stuff, you can see them in their scene, in their 3D character. Doing, doing the exact yeah. like motions, but yeah, he's like, man, it's like it's so hard to do you know stunts for movies now because it's just that fast cut, 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 cut scene, right? Mm. Like the Born Identity is just like bang, 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 bang. Right. Yeah. He's like, I grew up. He's like, I've watched every single Jackie Chan movie, and he talks about like you know how Jackie Chan plans out the whole stunt scene perfectly and what angles look the best when you get the shot and all this stuff. And he's like, it's so frustrating when you're working with directors and they don't understand that like you know if the camera angle is only going to show this one side like why am i punching here like you gotta punch there and he's like it's a whole communication thing and that makes sense because the director is trying to see the the overarching vision like how it's gonna the scenes are gonna connect but the stuntman knows like how to make that fight scene like yeah he's gonna make that punch look like it connected and you can't do it from that one angle and like you know, it's important to know if it's going to be, like, from waist up or if it's a whole body shot or just mm. a close-up of the face. Like, he knows all this stuff because he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. He's like, it just, he's like, the main thing is, like, communication. You guys got to be, you can't have, like, one hard-headed dude be like, no, 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 we got to do it this way. It's going to make it look like crap. Right. And he knows it. So he's been speaking out about that more often. And I found yeah, it pretty interesting. It's cool. We uh, remember we were at the, the um, comedy pilot shoot and we were talking to the stunt person. Yeah. I forget the name. I'm I sorry. Say, I want to say Josh. So Josh. Maybe. I don't know. So we we're talking to stuntman. I found this interesting that um, the Oscars don't recognize as a category stunt people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. Which is to me is insane. If you got a sound, you know, uh, Oscars for sound and, you know, composing or. You know, yeah. directing everything, all the links of a movie except the ones where the people put their lives in the line. Yeah, and I mean, without the stunt people, you're not going to have some of these amazing action scenes that really make the movie. So, yeah. it, you know, what? Oscars, figure it out, figure it out, bud. Yeah, exactly. I think we, yeah, we were talking about that, and I think I mentioned Andy Sergis, the guy that does all the mocap. I think he was trying to push for like a mocap category too. Yeah, because that's the same thing. It's you're doing stunts and all that stuff. Only it's you know, they're still doing it. It just comes out digitally. Yeah. 
So. Well, there's that incident um, when Deadpool 2 was shooting, um, a stomp woman lost her life on a, on a, I think it was a dirt bike or a motorcycle. Yeah. And so, I mean, these people are putting, putting their body through some serious <clears throat> stuff just for you to see a three-second scene in a movie. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think they should be recognized a little more and they're, they're obviously compensated well, um, but yeah, yeah, they need a little more recognition. Yeah, I think so, man. That'd be a good category for sure. Yeah. That's hard work. It's hard on the body. Oh, for sure. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, I want to get into one more thing before we end. Uh, did you watch uh, Game of Thrones? I did. I'm all caught up. For our viewers here, we're going to, uh, in the next 15 minutes, discuss Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. Ding, ding. Spoiler alert. Okay? So, don't come and behead us. If you heard something... Catch up already, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it aired two days ago, so we're treading some uh, very thin ice here. But, um, again, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about this. So, um, here we go. What do we want to talk about? What are your <laughs> thoughts? Giant's Milk. Let's start there. Tormund's my favorite character. Who? Tormund. Which one's Tormund? I'm Tor- bad with names. Oh, you're bad with names? The redhead <laughs> beard? Oh, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Is the big lady still around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when he said that, I love it, man. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, I think, the low-key funniest character. Yeah, he's hilarious. I've heard that with his character, um, that whole thing with uh, Brianna Tarth. Yeah. That wasn't originally scripted. So I think oh, really? There was one scene uh, in a previous season where he kind of just looked at her and the, ca- the the actor like would think that his character would be in love with her. So he just did a little gesture at her and looked. Yeah, but then the, the the audience loved it so much that uh, they just started just writing it in. It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, like I, I, I actually laughed out loud when he said that. Sucking on the giant's teats. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also liked uh, Brianna Tarth getting knighted. Yeah, that was good, right? Yeah, it was about time for her. It was very That's sad at the same one. time because you're seeing this episode. It was a very like touching episode everyone comes together there wasn't no drama except for like maybe the jamie stuff but he was forgiven yeah um because you know everyone's gonna die next (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean like the battle's coming right and everybody knows and you know the majority of them think they're not even gonna survive yeah so it's all kind of like making men amends with everybody and it's kind of a touching but it makes you worried man because you know um Masande and Grey Worm had that moment where they want to talk about where they want to go after the war. That means, you know, one or two of them aren't surviving. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brianna Tarth getting knighted, you know, she's probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we're trying to wrap up all these stories. Arya and, uh, and Gendry hooking up. Yeah. So, was, that kind of surprised me. Yeah. I'm like, how old is she? Is she allowed to get naked? I think she's 22, the actress. Oh. But it, it's just, I think some of the viewers found it odd because they kind of grew up with her. Like, she was, like, very young when she started the show, but we saw her grow up into... Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's bound to happen. She also still looks like a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... But I thought it was great, um, but probably one of them's going to die. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Like, I think someone complained that they're like, there's not enough action in Game of Thrones. Those kind of people and they're like, no I'm like, sense. come on, you gotta set up the scene here, right? Yeah, like the battle is gonna be next episode. Like, like from they here left on off in, as the whole army's there. Yeah, in the sights of the castle, you know, shit's going down next episode. And the episodes are getting longer. You're getting like almost <laughs> an hour and a half episodes coming up. Yeah. So like, those are all gonna be full of action and whatnot. But I don't know what people expect. They just want like. Just every episode to be this huge battle for no reason, and then just characters dying, and it's just like, well, these are characters that have been growing for for eight seasons, so they need to have you know loose their loose ends tied up, and yeah, I've been waiting for like that. I kind of like that episode, like it was no action, it. but it was just cool seeing everybody. Like it's funny how they all have stories, and you've watched all the stories, and then they like they see each other for the first time since whenever, or yeah, you know, like oh yeah, we battled with each other before, and. You know, now we're kind of on the same team, and it's kind of bringing all the stories together. Right. And now you got your new enemy, and it's just... I, mean, it's I, like, I don't mind the story ones, man. No, it's great. Like, Jamie and Brad meeting, they, they haven't seen each other since season one when we pushed them off the, the tower. 
Yeah. Right? It's but, true, right? So you're finally seeing them reunite, and, like, they're both completely different. Like, brand's not even brand anymore. Yeah. Three-eyed Riven. Yeah. Um, I haven't really liked his character. It's a little since. weird, but... Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen with him. Because for some reason, he's like, oh, he's coming for me. Yeah. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. I yeah, know from that. my understanding, I didn't... I don't think I fully got it, but I think it's because the Night King wants to kill the Three-Eyed Ravens because they're the basically the markers of history. So they remember everything, and they're, they're, they want to wipe the slate clean and start over with the undead army. Yeah. So I think... That's why he doesn't like them. What's the undead army going to do when they win? Walk around. <laughs> walk around like, well, I mean, who do we kill now? Like, do we just go back to sleep and see what happens? Well, they saw that zombie bear, so apparently they're killing animals too. So maybe they'll just... Ah, that zombie bear is wicked. Yeah. I saw some behind-the-scenes 3D stuff of that. It's I just... Oh, my God, it's so cool. How the hell are they supposed to beat the army of the dead? I don't know. I, I, saw, I saw a funny post... Today, someone says, like, I'm not ready for the rest of Game of Thrones. I got too much anxiety of all the people that are going to die. Right. Like, I don't want to watch it. It's You're yeah. so attached to all the characters. Like, no. Like, I thought, um, I already forgot his name, the red beard dude. Oh, Tormund. Yeah, I thought he died in the ice wall. Yeah. Because it looked like everyone got fucked on that. And then yeah. you see him, he's still alive. I'm like, yes, good, <laughs> man. Like, I love that guy. But, you know, Game of Thrones, though, if you haven't, it's very rare that there's an episode that goes that well. <clears throat> yeah you know so that you know something real dirty is gonna happen yeah you got to brace yourself for the next episode because yeah shit is gonna hit the fan well i excited. think winterfell is gonna fall and they're gonna have to retreat back um yeah what's gonna happen when they gotta go back and i think that they're gonna so if you look at the beginning the beginning sequence changed so it shows winterfell getting covered with ice yeah man the intro is awesome man. yeah but have you noticed they focus on king's landing and winterfell for the whole thing yeah so my under i think what's going to happen is winterfell is going to fall they're going to retreat to king's landing the army of deads and cersei and all of them are going to meet and basically king's landing is where it's going to go down i think so i yeah because think about it um like what else the, are they going to do in king's landing but also the hound still needs to fight his brother the mountain so there, he's going to have to face off with them. Arya still has Cersei on her list. Oh, yeah. Cersei also has Bronn to go kill Jaime and Tyrion. So there's a, there has to be something that gets all those characters near each other. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, so who knows. But I also feel like Jon and Danny are going to have to fight over the throne. Because when Jon broke that, he, you know, his lineage, yeah. she didn't look too, too thrilled. liking that, eh? They weren't in love anymore. Yeah. So I, I think there's going to be some kind of a battle between them at the end, and yeah, because the dragons in the last one. Oh, they're just chilling somewhere, just relaxing. You're like, yeah, we got a big war coming up. We're just going to take a little nap. Hopefully, the Night King doesn't have any more of those stupid javelins that he could, for some reason, just chuck like miles in the air and hit a dragon. Yeah, it's a good throw. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. it for me. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm wrap this baby up. Yep. So we're up. running on about 52 minutes. So uh, That's longer than I thought. Yeah. Well, lots to yeah. talk about. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And we're going to try and uh, set up a new time so we can you know, get some get more guests going. Uh, Tuesday is a little hard to book for people. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you next time, guys. We'll have a guest. And, uh, yeah. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>